So this week at Visceridge Academy is Reading Week, and our students, we are doing Readathon. And we have read so many books so far, and I want to know what book are you all reading? What's on your nightstand? So these next books, these are the books I've been reading, and some of you may have, be a one book at a time. I'm more like two or three or four books at a time, depending time of day, what mood I'm in, and I kind of circulate through them. But I'm just down to two right now. So turn to your neighbor and say, good morning, neighbor, and ask them what book they are reading. Okay, now ask your neighbor why or what, what do you love about your book? I can hear the excitement. I can tell that you are reading. And now we're a little bit more comfortable with each other. And we know a little bit more about each other. So I'm going to walk you through. So today, I am going to talk to you about apples, about snow, about Vistridge Academy, and I pray that Jesus will be in the center of it all. Let's pray. Father God, what a blessing it is to be here, to have Visceridge Academy here, and to um, worship with Boulder Church. I pray, Lord, that you will fill me with your spirit, and it may be your words that are spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. So, an apple... In Genesis 3, um, when we look in the Bible and we think of an apple, what comes to your mind? Eve. So I'll let you read this later. You can look up in Genesis 3. But when I think of an apple and I think of the Bible, I think of Eve who took a bite of the apple and then it's a symbol of sin which is an interesting thought that I want you to place over here for a minute. I want to first share some apple facts, apple tree facts with you. So, did you know there are 2,500 varieties of apples grown in the United States? There's over 7,500 varieties grown worldwide. An apple tree can take four to five years to produce their first fruit. Some can take eight to ten years. It takes energy from how many leaves? Fifty leaves to produce one apple. And some apple trees will grow over 40 feet high, live over a hundred years. And when you harvest the apples, it can fill 20 boxes. And those can be 42 pounds each. 
Another symbol, so we talked about the first symbol of sin. Another symbol of an apple, when we talk about education, we bring an apple to our teacher. So in the philosophy of Adventist education, um, I'm reading the book of Educating for Eternity by George Knight. So this philosophy of Adventist education, Adventists have embraced the philosophy that education should be redemptive in nature for the purpose of restoring human beings to the image of God, our creator. Mental, physical, social, and spiritual health, intellectual growth, and service to humanity form a core of values that are essential aspects of the Adventist education philosophy. So the goal of Adventist education. So the goal of Adventist education is to develop whole persons for the whole period of existence open to them in both this world and the world to come. It prepares the students for a joy of service in this world and for the higher joy, wider service in the world to come. So interesting if our philosophy of education is redemptive in nature to restore us to the image of God and we start with an apple that produced sin and we have an apple for education to restore us. My mind was blown when I thought about that. So now, when we look at Vista Ridge Academy, you see this whiteboard image. And our theme this year is from little seeds grow mighty trees. And this thought of the apple, and I thought, what if our students are apples? Now, what's interesting, I said that stat that these trees can last for 100 years. Did you know that Vista Ridge Academy started here in Boulder and was in this vicinity with the church and the sanitarium and there was the school? And do you know that we transferred the school to Erie, Colorado, and in 2024, it will be our celebration of 125 years of educating students in this surrounding area. So the tree is still growing. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Let's talk about snow and how snow affects trees. So we have been... Um, an unprecedented time of snow this season. So I heard a stat that uh, Denver, that we've had the most snow this season than in the past 20 years. And did you know that March is the snowiest month for us? And we're just getting started. So imagine all the snow that we had and then see how much more we can get. Now, I grew up in Columbus, Nebraska, and 
I was little. We're going to say I was five. And there was a big blizzard, snowstorm, ice storm. If you've experienced the ice storm, there is an inch, two inch, three inches worth of ice that forms on tree branches or it forms on power lines. And where I grew up, our power that was connected to our house is above ground. So you have poles and then the wires go from house to house. So in this picture, this is not a picture of my reality back then, but you get the picture. Our giant tree fell down, the transformer fell down, we were without power for a week. So the house was dark. It was cold. Now we had a gas stove, so we could have that going. That was still working. So my parents decided we need to stay in a hotel. And my mom, she is a professional housekeeper, and so we got to stay in the hotel where she worked. And I don't know about you or your children, but at five years old, staying in a hotel is amazing. It was the best thing in my life that could happen to me. And I don't know where my dad and my brother went. My mom went to work, so they figured I could just be responsible and be in the room by myself because I was very calm and quiet and shy when I was five, so I wasn't going anywhere. Well, I just thought it was the best thing because when there's two beds in the room, what are you going to do when you're five? You're going to jump from side to side. And that's what I did. Um, I didn't watch TV. I don't remember watching TV. I just thought it was cool to be in there. Well, then I started going to the door. So you see this door up here. And I decided I was going to, I'm imagine, I'm very creative and imaginative. And I'm going to pretend that I'm welcoming guests into my house. And so I would open the door, come in. And then do you know what? Uh, sound hotel doors make when they close? Are they quiet? Bam! And then I'd welcome more guests. Open the door. Bam! I'd invite more guests. Open the door. Bam! And then a little bit later, I opened the door and there was my mom. And she asked what I was doing. And we won't say what happened next, but. You will hear a little bit later a song that um, preschool pre-K is going to sing. Um, the other students are going to be up here for moral support with them. But they're going to sing the song, Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock, knock, knock. And so in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I, I thought this verse was for anyone, uh, maybe anyone, for Jesus to come in. And I thought it was for those who don't maybe believe in God. And then reading in chapter 3, when it talks about the Laodicean church, um, there's also, this is one of the churches that the author John talks about of the seven churches. So these were real churches that were with real people that existed in that day. Now Laodicea church, it was positioned in a heavily resourced area. People who lived there lived comfortable lives. 
they had the ability to provide for themselves. They didn't really have a want for any, a need or a want for anything. Does that sound like us at all? Are we comfortable? And just thinking about where this verse is located about standing at the door and knocking, and if we open the door, God will come in. This verse is for me. This verse is for us. And it's interesting that am I opening the door for God? In Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I feel like to open the door, I need to trust who's behind there. So what does trust mean? So in the dictionary, there's different meanings here or ways to explain trust. The first, to rely on the truthfulness or accuracy, to place confidence in, to rely on a friend you can trust, to hope or expect confidently, trust that the problem will be resolved soon. So one of the questions that it's probably been on repeat since July that personally comes to me is how is your first year as principal going? Now I don't know if any of you have um, had like your life flash before your eyes um, or you have a time where you just reflect and lots of memories come to your mind. Every time someone asks me that question past the month of October, all I think about is my mom. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is my mom. And for those of you who don't know, she passed away suddenly, unexpectedly in October. And it's just this flashback of memories of my mom because she's everything. She was everything to me. And in that moment in October, from October to December, don't ask me to remember anything. If you asked me to do something and I never did it, I don't remember that you asked me. October to December is a blur for me. And I talk about it because we each have our blur moments, we have these real moments in our lives. And I've come across this promise in Isaiah, chapter 43, verses two and three. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I've had conversations with you about my mom, with some of you. Um, I talk about it. That's how I process is I talk about it. I don't hold it in. I don't shy away from it. I talk about it. And a song that we're going to play, um, I'm not going to play, but will be played and sung, um, is Waymaker. And even when it, I don't know and I can't trust, I know that Jesus is making a way. So to answer the question, how the first year is going, this will surprise no one, I love it. 
I am having the time of my life. It is so fun for me. Even when it's hard, and I may dread it, or I may wonder, okay, Lord, how are we gonna do this? We're here, I'm here in this moment because I feel called to grow apples. Now, one of the reasons I love it is because the teachers are amazing. Everyone say with me, the teachers are amazing. I have one teacher who realized that healthy teacher equals healthy student. And she's on a mission to help all of our teachers be healthy in body, mind, and spirit. I have another teacher who's helping us be effective in the classroom. Another teacher is helping us organize curriculum so that we have time to teach it. Another teacher is helping us organize our safety procedures in the classrooms so we know what to do when we need to do it. I had another teacher who had the brilliant idea and put two and two together that parents are waiting to pick up students. Some come 30 minutes early. Why not have them come into the school and we start a walking club before we pick up the students? You know another thing that's amazing at Vista Ridge Academy? Are our students. Our students are amazing. Look at them. You all are amazing. So during basketball season, one student who has better skills than most would pass the ball, would assist the other players in playing, would cheer for the other players. I was just sitting at lunch this week and I was sharing a Rice Krispie treat and crumbs were falling and I said, oh, I'm gonna have to clean that up after we're done. The first grader on my right proceeds to get up, get a little broom, comes and starts sweeping the table under the table, go puts it away, comes sits, we're talking, then proceeds to see a student needed to come in from outside, got up, this first grader got up, went to the door, and let the student in without being asked. It's a parent's dream. It's a parent's dream. And I tell you what, one of the best things for me at Vista Ridge Academy is visiting Miss Willen's preschool room. Now, my son Davi is in there, so the beginning of the year, if I would go in there, mommy, and then the next student, mommy, and then the next student, mommy. So we learned that I'm Miss Marcia, and I'm Davi's mommy. Well, we figured that out because the next time I went in there, mommy, and then the next student, friend. Then we had to learn the next lesson when Davi said, hug. They'd all, all the students would give me hugs. And then Davi said, kiss. And then all the students said, kiss. And I said, that's for your mom. Your mom will kiss you. But there's no greater joy than a group of three and four-year-olds loving you and giving you hugs. At Visceridge Academy, we're growing confident minds, strong bodies, and loving spirits through a Christ-centered environment that nurtures students' unique talents as learners and leaders. So my appeal to you today is to first 
trust Jesus. Is Jesus a part of your life? And can you trust him enough to open the door? And sometimes we need to try things to build that trust. And so one suggestion I have is to serve. I can get up, I am up here, and I can tell you we have plenty of things you can help us at Vista Ridge Academy with. But in my mind, where you are planted now, where can you serve? Can you pray? We can pray. Can we volunteer? Can we give our time? Can we go to Vista Ridge Academy's first and second grade class play and support them? Can we give a donation? What's something that you're really passionate about? Who can you help with a donation? I don't know if you knew, someone will correct me on this if I'm saying it wrong, but a third of our offering goes to Vista Ridge Academy. And I tell you what, I am so thankful for all of you who give to Boulder Church so we can have this ministry um, at Boulder, as part of Boulder Church. Your gift um, of offering, it comes to Vista Ridge Academy, a portion of it, and it subsidizes tuition for our students, and it keeps our tuition affordable. Because the mission of growing confident minds, strong bodies, and loving spirits, that's what we wanna do, and we wanna offer that to any student who wants to be a part of that. So again, I invite you to trust Jesus, to open the door, and to serve. At the beginning, I showed two books. The second book was Atomic Habits. And what I love about this book is the idea of tiny changes bring remarkable results. And that tiny seed that was planted over almost 125 years ago is now a, a marvelous tree that's producing wonderful apples. And I am so excited to see where this journey will continue.